still parked in the gateway. It I was Dylan. Dylan. It was Dylan. Of course it was Dylan. They would write that. Or er, Veronica Dylan. would write that Veronica line for Dylan. I, I love that Aww. you also call her Veronica because I literally put her name in my notes as I'm Veronica. Call her Henry. I'm concerned here. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica, excuse me, sweetie. Honey, Ronnie, <laughs> darling. Linda. Okay. <laughs> What's your other My quote? last quote um, is from page 226. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, she knew from all the books she had ever read that life was complicated, that love sprang from nowhere sometimes, and that forbidden love wasn't always something to be ashamed of. Oh, that was Sarah. Yeah. 
Oh, I that's one of my favorite storylines of this entire book. I actually, so I split my notes into like sections this time instead of going chronologically because it got kind of long when we were doing it chronologically. Um, so I literally, I'll, I'll just read you the, no, you tell me your quote and then I'll tell you the titles of my sections. Okay, my quote, I only wrote down one, but it sums up the whole book in my opinion. It's on page 25. Okay. Falling in love is optional. It's the only quote I wrote down. But I feel like that doesn't sum up the book. Because the no. book is like you love who you love and you just kind of have to accept it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I think you can control it. I don't think you can control falling in love. I think you can control being in love. You know, like, I think that the initial act that. of, like, falling for somebody is, like, involuntary you're just like oh there it goes you have my heart just rip it out of my chest and there you walk away with it that's cool okay bye and then um but then like after that i think that you have to kind of make a conscious decision to stay with the person that you're in love with and like continue to fall in love with them every day i'm trying to see in what context this was because i didn't write it down that makes sense sticking with your oh so to be fair the whole quote is this is when um, Julius and Rebecca first meet, which, oh, my God. Oh, my All right. Lord. So. Oh, my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Uh, I'm not. No. <laughs> so she goes, I didn't want to fall in love with you and then have to get on a plane tomorrow. And then Julius was like, I assume he has a scruffy voice. Falling in love is optional. <laughs> and then she's like, not always. She looked seriously. Well, let's see what we can do to avoid it. But, like. He's clearly being facetious. He's definitely just flirting with her. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. I think... I don't think falling in love is optional. I think falling in love kind of happens to you. That's why you, they don't say, like... Like, you don't fall on purpose. Like, falling is something that happens to you. Avoid at all costs. <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be an interesting book <laughs> to discuss for us. Oh, my God. Oh, well, okay. Okay. Um, okay, so... To work in titles, I think is what yeah. the section's mm-hmm. called. Yep. Um, Your thoughts. My pl- my thoughts are, are split into sections. Do you want to hear the titles? I do. So I have one section that's just called gush. I actually <laughs> most of mine is just gush. <laughs> and then I have and then I have a section called the affair. Yep. A section called the music. Yep. A section called me getting confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for that one. <laughs> and then just a section that says rando. Mine is gush and I'm enraged. <laughs> Those are the two that I have. That's how I live my life, really. Is I'm that is the <laughs> thing I've ever heard you say. I'm either angry oh or I'm gushing. Those are the two that you oh get from me. God. There's no in between. Oh, my God. Um, so where would you like to start? Wow. Um, my very first thing that I have written down. Well, you didn't want to go chronologically. My affair Great. section. Happy. Because um, I okay. My notes for this section go page seventy four. Lots of periods. Just dot 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 dot. Yep. Sure. Was Sarah with Julius? Yes. Like with him. With yeah. While she was married. And then and then I go page seventy five. This woman has so much going on. Wow, an affair and a daughter getting married. Like, I can't even imagine. But <laughs> and it fair, sounds like a long affair. No, they were together it was forever. Their it was her whole... I mean, it was the first time she walked into the bookshop. She was like, oh my god, I'm so But she away. said it was like like 12 to 15 years previous. So I don't think it was her whole life. It's, it's a just, large chunk. Yeah, it's a large chunk of her life. Like, how are you gonna... How are you just gonna... 
Well, and I, I definitely have some thoughts on that. I get where, I get how she got there. Like, her trust in her husband had just been destroyed. With his gambling with issue. With his gambling issue, and like, and he was just like floundering around, and like, I, I know couples where like, one person has fallen victim to addiction, and the other person just is like, okay, here we go, we're gonna like, yeah. I'm just gonna take the reins, we're gonna figure this out, we're gonna handle it, and like, it's kind of sad, but like, it's very accurate in the sense that like she would have had to like really tighten her belt and figure shit out because Ralph was like <laughs> well it's not even like I didn't see the affair coming I don't know what was like there's going to be an affair it's going to be with Sarah and Julius no but something had to happen because in that tiny little town there's always there's some always shit something. okay well and I, I watched Desperate Housewives <laughs> my last note from the affair section mm. was I said I'm honestly kind of surprised that there's an affair in this book seemed more like a feel good book about books to me at first like right, it's okay. just a book about books well, loving books I was very people. happy to read about the affair I was too it was especially because I think we both thought this was going to be like a very like pishy poshy very um like cliche like I don't know. Romance. This is the kind of book my mom likes. I love these books. Which I is why phases. she read it. Oh, yeah. I go through phases where I'm like, I only, I think we've talked about this before, but like, I only want to read murder books. I only want to read historical fiction. I only want the cute girly books. This is the cute girly book. This is what With I With like a dash a of affairs and some drug yeah. use. It's a like there's a lot of drug use. Yeah. yeah. The perfect combination of love and cocaine. A little. <laughs> Yeah. Like three different people could have stopped this. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
That's the one thing that Dylan did that pissed me off. Yeah. Other than that, he was like, my conscience is clear. It's like, okay. Oh, really? Well, and then he was like, oh, I don't, like, let him get some points on his license. That's not the fucking worst that could happen. Yeah, the point is that they die. Or they yeah. kill somebody else. Yeah. And then how are you going to feel? Literally, the reason why she's in the hospital is because of Dylan. I, yeah, I didn't realize, well, it's, that's a tricky slope because it's because of, <laughs> it's because of Hugh. Of course. But, but Dylan, Dylan could have, yeah, Dylan could have stopped everything and didn't. Yeah. Um. since we're on this topic. Okay. Um, how... I didn't write any questions. That's fine. This is just one, I think. Okay. Um, so, and maybe this is kind of answered after we learn about Hugh's cocaine issue, but, like, how do you think Hugh got away with the car crash and not getting any charges? Do breathalyzers, um... No. Pick up cocaine? But... <laughs> I didn't think so. I just but was making how, sure. Did they tell that he was strung out? I don't know. I, I thought so, but, like, if he's rich, if he's charming, That's he seems saying. to is, charm the think, pants off of everything. Is he, like a, like, a Bundy kind of thing? He might be. But not, I mean, I don't not know. Not like, he's not clearly not a killer. I he's got a charm it. going. I hated Hugh. I, no, like, I know you're supposed to hate him, but, like, Veronica did a really good job of making me hate he's like, him. He's like Hans and Frozen. Yes! They're, like, great villains. Yeah. They're the people you love to hate. Love to hate! Ugh. There's literally nothing redeeming about him. No, there's I not cannot... a single redeeming thing about he, him. And he doesn't even really, truly love her. No, he just wants... Her is Alice, by the way. I don't think we ever say her name. Yeah, Alice. Um, Hugh is engaged to Alice. Dylan is in love with Alice. And at the end... Oh, can we talk about the wedding? I, was I can't believe that happened! I can't believe they got married and First they're all, like, I... Oh, we'll just get an annulment on Monday. Like, don't... Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Wait. Yep. No, I didn't take any notes past oh, 260. Oh, 
<laughs> Delphine? This actually is not what I thought. I really like Delphine, but then also maybe we get the wrong vibe off of her. So and that's what. So that's kind of what my note is about, right? Okay. Delphine's like that. I am better than you. This is my man. Hop off my man. First of all, if you're that confident, you don't need to bother with the other girls. Like, let's yeah. just give you a lesson in that. Well, okay. Tell me but the quote, and then we'll talk the about. The quote Delphine. is that she just like after Marlo was like, "Hi, I love Amelia." And she was like, okay, bye. That's uncharacteristic of her. She would have thrown a fucking fit. Well, that's the thing is she, Marlo didn't do that. Marlo said that Delphine left because she knew before Marlo did that Marlo was Okay, but even Amelia. then, I don't think it's I don't it's think uncharacteristic. it's, I agree with you. I agree oh, with okay. you. That I, I don't think she would have just, if she's been characterized as this person who's like, He's very strict, you know, like he, like she's like very innuendo, she's which like is very stereotypical French person. Yeah, they even they even talk about really her being like the like the red lip and the like black. the heels yeah. and the frilly like, shirt. Okay. First of all, I own that shirt and I did not appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing is, like most French people, I, I mean, yeah, they're open with their sexuality, but nothing compared to the Italian men. Like, are you gonna why why don't we? Just, like fucking stick some Italian people oh. in here, like Veronica. I want some Italian. <laughs> Where is my Italian? Where is my Italian window? man? Oh my god. Um, yeah. So she, um, like I, I feel like it's almost flawed because you're looking at her through Amelia's point of view. Like, yeah. You don't ever see her from Marlo's point of view. You don't ever see her like even Julius's point of view a little bit. Like you get that Amelia says Julius didn't like her, but like you don't. I feel like that would have been fine. Ending would have been fine if her character was a bit more developed. Yeah. And we had more insight into what yeah. was happening. Yeah. But I just realized I ventured off from my original point, which was actually about Alice. <laughs> I think. That, and the wedding? Just like, let's. Er, er, er. Yeah. Backtrack. So Ooh. they got married. And they're like, we're just going to get it on now. Okay. We're back in they're gonna. They got married. They're going to get an annulment on Monday. Okay, great. I can't believe she had all these warning signs to not get married. She fucking did the damn thing. And then one small bag of cocaine was like, that's the straw. Really? That's the last straw of the bag of cocaine? Yeah. I was, I would agree. It's not even on Hugh. It was on one of his nincompoops. His, his <laughs> nincompoops? <laughs> one of his bimbos. His <laughs> 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 Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, first of all, he could have easily... Got, talked his way out of that if he's such of a charmer to talk his way out of like police charges it was just a little inaccurate for me yeah yeah, yeah there Sorry. there were a couple no i mean it's a it's a very fun book to not read into oh yeah but when you're read reading into it, it you're like this shit's great cocaine money baby oh, like, oh my but it was i okay okay yeah what you got um I just need to touch on the music real quick because yeah. uh, I was a music major, as most of you, probably all of you At know. At this point, you should know. Um, I, what, what was on page 107? There was a section, oh God, where is it? I want to know what, it, what I was talking about. I found it. Okay. Okay. He started breaking the music down for her, picking out the fiddle, fiddly bits and getting her to master them before putting them back in, making the score with his pencil. Marking up the score with this pencil. Wow, I have only had two glasses of wine. After an hour and a half of painstaking analysis, he asked her to play it through again. This time it sounded almost like the tune it was. Not perfect from, uh, far from perfect, but at least recognizable. Um, I was having flashbacks to my, <laughs> my days as a music major, like 
sitting in the practice rooms and like just picking out measure by measure, working backwards, marking up your score. Like, but also like those were the best times ever. But also like, can you imagine if your job was to just fucking play music? I cannot. But the look on your face tells me otherwise. Oh god, it was. Uh, yeah, it made me so happy. I was like simultaneously having PTSD and also being like. God, I miss that. You know what I'm saying? Is there a word for having PTSD and also wishing you were back in there? Should Let's we be not. using the term PTSD? That's Probably not clinically not. correct. It's not clinically That's not correct, correct at all. But like, I was having like like negative flashbacks, but also nostalgia at the same time. I, there, there we. Let's come up with a word. Neg. Nostalgia. Negative nostalgia. to that while yeah. I was reading that chapter. I like played it in the background. It's such a beautiful piece and I just wanted to say that it really made the experience of listening to that chapter so much better. That's actually a good idea. I, I listen, I listened that. to that and I also listened to the quartet piece. The Elgar. I knew the Pachelbel. That's it. I knew the Pachelbel. Everybody knows the Pachelbel. Yeah. It's the one thing I knew. Yeah. So I went I went in and I listened to it and it, it's really beautiful. I would I would definitely recommend, if you haven't read the book yet, and you're going to read it, even though we just spoiled everything for you. Hi, cocaine. This <laughs> <laughs> is my favorite part. The stash packs! I just, I just like, cute little town, the cute little bookshops, and the love, and the cocaine. It's just like, <laughs> fit! I mean, okay, but like, it's the cute, like, on the, on the surface, it's this cute little town, but then underneath you got, like, affairs, and drugs, no, and, is and gambling addictions, drug, so I get and, it. oh yeah. Cocaine is definitely rich the rich person drug. drug. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, um, what do you want next? Do you want gush or me getting confused? Gush. Gush. Because okay. I, I can gush a little bit about Rebecca and Julius. Okay. Why don't you start there? Because they're at the beginning. Okay. Um, so I just want to like, first, I can't believe that this didn't uh, come in the first like three minutes of the podcast, but Julius Nightingale, can we just talk about what a fucking name that is? It's a beautiful name. It's a beautiful name. It's a beautiful name. All right, moving on. Amelia is promising Julius on page 18 that she's going to keep the bookshop open, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on deathbed promises. Um, I think that they're a nice thing in the moment to help the person who is on the deathbed um, feel comfortable in their final hours, feel like everything is going to be taken care of. I think it causes a lot of guilt for people who make them and then can't keep them. But if you're comfortable understanding that you probably won't be able to keep your deathbed promise to your loved one, um, but you still want them to be comfortable, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's a gray area because it's like, do you lie and make them comfortable because this is the last couple hours, couple days of their life? Or do you say, I, like, I would almost rather say I will do my best to, like, you know? Yeah, because you don't want to, at least in my opinion, the last thing I don't want to say to my loved one is a lie. Mm-hmm. 
of course, sometimes you say things and you don't realize they're lies until later on and you can't control that. But well, yeah. If I, you say it with the best of intentions and you're sure. like, I want to do this, I'm going to do my best to do this, and like, I promise you that, I don't see any harm in that. You have to take deathbed promises as like regular promises. You try your best to stick to your word, but shit happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think they're anything special. Yeah. I agree. And I think to err on the side of caution, make your loved one feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm just curious to your thoughts. Thank you for answering my question. Um, I'm ready to gush. My, my next question was, why is this girl me with five question marks? And Which I couldn't girl? remember who Amelia? I was talking about. That's why I looked it up. <laughs> I, see, I, see, I see Rebecca in me. I see Rebecca in you too. I see Amelia in me where like specifically I'm talking about page 62 when she is like, she goes, um, <clears throat> She had, oh, let's see. Specifically, I'm talking about page 62, where Amelia is talking about how she had thought herself heartbroken over some dude that she'd broken up with Mm -hmm. in Oxford, and then Julius was like, here's a one-way ticket, go travel the world. And I was like, this is me! (laughs) First of all, what a dad. I know! Oh my god, can you imagine? Just like, like... I literally cannot, because that will never happen. I, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I'd probably have a blast, but I don't know what I would do for, like, just... Like, how do you... How do, I, I wrote down I this wish. on page 28. The relationship between Julius and Rebecca, right? He is the responsible one, the logical one, practical, pragmatic. She is fucking crazy and spontaneous and, and insane. And you see yourself with her? Like, <laughs> like I do. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking lie. Yeah. Um... She's stupid and crazy and erratic, and it's me. (laughs) In all the best ways. Yeah. Like, right? She's like, a page 32, I'm not going back. I want to stay here. And Julius goes, you can't go back. Oh, you can't, he laughed. And she goes, you don't feel the same as me, as if you've met the love of your life? And I wrote, fucking ballsy, dude, after three fucking days. Oh, yeah. Ballsy. Oh, yeah. No, that's where I draw the line. I would not have done that. I... (laughs) <laughs> well, that was rude! <laughs> no, you're right. You would not do that. You would... I won't go there. Never mind. <laughs> um, I think that's fair. Um, I thought... Rebecca and Julius's relationship was very... Uh, fairy tale, And then it ended with very harsh reality. Do you think that she didn't die, that they would have had a happy relationship, no. a happy life? I think they would have split up. Because she... Either they would have split up, or Julius would have stayed with her out of duty, and Julius would have been extremely unhappy. Julius absolutely would have stayed with out her duty. over duty, and would have still had the affair with Sarah. Oh, yeah. And therefore wrecking two marriages instead of just one. Well, to be fair, Sarah never wrecked her marriage. No, but she does In talk about how she feels story. guilty. Yeah. But she wouldn't feel as guilty because Julius doesn't have anybody and it's her guilt to burden. Yeah. It's her burden. That words. <laughs> she has to carry the burden of her own damn marriage. Oh my god. Um, you mean her affair? No, I mean, if something were to happen, it's only her marriage ruined and not all yes. Julius. Okay, that's true. That's true. Um... On page 64, I wrote, I didn't realize this would be told from multiple points of view. I love these books. Yeah. I yeah. love stories that tell you, like, books that tell you stories from different points of view are my, my favorite books. 
I know. I, I tried to start watching it the other day. You didn't know your HBO login, so. That's true. I you track that dad. down for me, and I will start watching. Okay. Um, my next note is on page 70. What you got? 54. Okay. No, my heart, no, please. What is that about? <laughs> when she dies. Oh. And I put, I just want to read about the relationship over and over. It was a yin and yang. It was a give and take. It was a fire and ice. It was like the epitome of opposites attract, which is like annoyingly stupid. And I loved it. <laughs> they just, what, what, what I liked about it is that they're, they were on the same level as far as wit goes. And yeah. if you can have a witty relationship, that's the relationship you need to have. Oh yeah. I think, I will say though. I don't think they were a perfect match because I think the best match is going to be somebody who matches you on a mental level, on an emotional level, on a physical level, and on a spiritual level. I think you need to be in line on those four things. And this is like me getting into like my like serious like relationship like philosophy. Um, but I think that in order to have like a truly successful relationship, you have to have at least three of those things. You might not have all four, like. Like, fuck it. Somebody, like, a Jewish person can marry a Christian person. I don't fucking care. Like, your spirituality doesn't necessarily match up. But as long as you believe in something, you know, like, and as long as you are on the same page when it comes to, like, do you want to have kids? Who's going to So what do you think money? that they were similar in? I think that they were similar in their mental ability. I think that's definitely true. I think it's great to have shared interests. I think that their emotional ability was, like... I guess they do have all three of those, but I, I still don't see them being happy just because of her intensity and his almost, like... But would you say that they could kind of even each other out? She would learn from him, and he would... She would learn from him to take... To think things through, and he would learn from her to fucking chill out sometimes? I think there's some merit there. He doesn't need to chill. She needs to chill. I meant, like, not plan so much do things spontaneously oh okay okay i mean yes and no i think they would have learned from each other but i think that they were so drastically different that i don't i don't think they would have been happy to do it you know what i'm saying i think that in a healthy relationship you're willing to learn from the other person and i think that theirs was almost more passion than it was anything else well and then definitely with the introduction of a child at the age of what 19 she was yeah, I want to know how they freaking met. If he was like a, I mean, I know how I mean, they met. Obviously, it was in the we book. We read the book. <laughs> but like, I don't know. What's a nineteen-year-old doing? Well, when your family has money, yeah, like that's what you do. You're. I don't listen. I don't know who listens to this podcast. I was gonna say I was I was nineteen abroad. So what am I talking about? I like, I never studied abroad. I went abroad once because I was fortunate enough that my uncle paid for the entire trip and yeah, like that's it's cool when when you have the ability to do that I mean I am comfortable saying I went to a private school the people there were not hurting for money I I still follow a lot of them on social media they're always abroad and I'm always jealous like <laughs> okay like I have rent to pay yeah. I don't have mommy and daddy to send me to London yeah I wish I I wish <laughs> I wish more than anything. Oh my more god. More than life. <laughs> Moving no, on. No, no, we're we not can't. going there. We can't we're sing the whole song. Um, um, I have. Oh, just page 70. I just said yeah. Thomasina is fucking adorable. Uh, she is. I love, love her. her. I feel like.
she, I was very frustrated with that relationship, that whole thing with her and Jem, just because it's like, just fucking talk, just talk. Well, As an introvert, I'm like, just, just say hi. But I think like, hers was the most realistic. Yeah, I was going to say that. Hers was the most realistic. She had her own life. She had her own passions. She had her own shit. And then introduced this new guy. And it's like, oh my God. And they both love food. And they both love food. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. He's the cheese guy. He's the cheese guy. I it's love like, that it was so homey. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. intimidating. It was the most realistic relationship I could have had. Oh, yeah. Um. Also, I you're not a Gilmore Girls person, right? I am not. Okay. For those of our listeners who are, which means, like, maybe one person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, for those of you who are, it really made me think of, like, Jackson and Suki, where Suki is Lorelai's best friend. And Suki is a chef, and Jackson's the vegetable guy. And they end up married, and they have two kids. That sounds exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing, where he's, like, one of her suppliers, and they're just like, Guys, go marry your cheese guy. Go marry your cheese guy. <laughs> My, um, the next thing is on page 83. Oh, I wrote, okay. I have 85. Okay. I wrote, I swear to God, if this is one of those books where the bad guy is on a mission but falls in love with the girl who is his target, I'll freak out. Wait until... Oh my god, wait, wait. That's, that was, in, that's in my um, me getting confused section. That was regarding Jackson, right? Because he's working for... Who's the bad guy? The realtor? Ian. Ian. Of course it's named Ian. Um, All Ian's are terrible. Wait, oh, you're stealing my points. I'm sorry. It's from me getting confused. I'll get through. I'll get to that. Okay. Well, Jackson worked for Ian. He's like, I'm going to go undercover and get this shit. But she, then he's like, JK, I want to learn about books. And so then I was like, if Jackson falls in love with Amelia, I'm going to kill everyone. Yeah, okay. I'm glad that that didn't happen. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Going back to my gushy <coughs> section, we'll finish this out, and then I will. we can move on to my me getting confused. Because it's okay. a lot about that, and I think we could talk more about Jackson. Okay. Um. Page 85, I just said loving the murderer references. Yes. Oh, it was absolutely. great. I it was like, yes, my world's colliding. Um, and then also page 169, when June was talking about her book club, they have a book club that's basically this podcast. Oh, Our podcast God. is in this book, you guys. Guys. It's in the book. When the book came first. Shh. Okay. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the end of my gush, where it was just like, I don't think I have any more gush. Most of it is just me being upset and angry, as okay. per the usual. How about this? We'll go with me being confused, yeah. and we'll make them laugh, and then they'll get angry when they talk to you. Let's hit it. All right. Um, so, me getting confused. Uh, I'm just going to read you a succession of my notes I'm ready. from this. Okay. Maybe I can, like, clarify some things. Here, here's my stream of consciousness in me getting confused. Page Ooh. 62. When we first met Ian, I couldn't tell if she was going to hate him or love him. I'm guessing both, eventually. 82. Ah, so Jackson is the love interest? Question mark, question mark, question mark. 133. Prediction. Amelia is going to be smitten over Jackson, and then Delphine and Marlo are going to break up, and Marlo and Amelia will realize they've been in love this whole time. Like 90% of that's true. Uh, that is not related. Okay, well, those th those three thoughts are related, and then the next three are unrelated, but also, I could not figure out who she was supposed to fall in love with, because at the beginning, I was like, 
I feel like this is Amelia's story, so it's like it's gonna be one story, and then I fi- I finally figured out that it's like multiple people's stories. It's not just about Amelia, and so like I'm sitting here trying to figure out like which of these men is Amelia's. And it was like, oh, it's Marlo. It's Marlo, and I fi- I got there, but I didn't really get there because I didn't know how they were gonna get there. I'm gonna say, but she like thinks about Jackson. She like, does on her own. She considers Jackson. Cause that's a big consideration. Well, and I felt like it would have been such a like a fun trope if it was like the guy who went in there, like you said, yeah, to like con her and then falls for her instead. Like that's See, that, such I, a classic trope. Yeah, I would say that's expected. Yeah, so I guess it does make sense. But also the best friend trope is also expected. So yeah, like, that's true. I guess it was just complicated by the French tart. Yeah. Um, okay, my next thought was actually related to the mini episode we just recorded. Well, I'm confused. It says, what, how, who, huh, the boys will be boys line pops up in the most unexpected places. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> it's the dumbest line ever, hashtag dress. I was so annoyed. Where Ralph, when Ralph was like, boys will be boys, like, no! Well, he's no! very, he's very problematic. Ralph Literally. is very problematic, yeah. But like, especially during Alice's accident, it, it seemed to me, and I wrote this down, Page, chapter nine, all of chapter nine, which starts on page 145, is when Alice is in the hospital and she's recovering. I put that Ralph seems, like, too optimistic. Like, he and Hugh are in on something, and Ralph is trying to cover for Hugh. And it's never stated explicitly, but I think that there is some underlying issues there. And Ralph knows some shit's happening, but he's like, well, the money's gonna help me for better! So he doesn't care. <laughs> I like, lost all my money, but... Gambling on horses, so this man is going to save us. The way he's talking is almost like hoping that things will be okay. Like, it's gonna be fine, everything's gonna be fine, everything's gonna be fine, it's gonna be great, it's fine. Except that it's not fine. And as a father, I can't imagine that that would be the actual reaction. As a father, my name is Jacqueline (laughs) Berkeley! No, I just, as a father, I can't imagine that that's your reaction. No, I was gonna say, like, if, if I were in a car accident, and there was a man driving who somebody had said, like... Some shit. Some shit about, like... And my daughter were... Like, if my... Mm. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, there was a page where she was talking about what... I think Amelia was talking about what um, Delphine was wearing. Yeah. And she said she was wearing satin drain pipes and brothel creepers. <laughs> and I was like... What are these words? What is happening? She's just a jealous it. bitch. I had to Google it. Drape pipes are literally slacks. Why couldn't they just say Veronica? Veronica, you gotta translate for us Americans. Did you read this in a British accent? Yes. I, I would say I forced myself to. I did because at points I would I, like sometimes I like reading out loud to myself and then I would just read in a British accent. <laughs> that was a very embarrassing thing to admit. I mean. <laughs> to be fair. Um, I do it a lot when I read Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> well, that's different, okay? You should read that one out loud. <laughs> and then my last note for me getting confused was page 200, which is, um, I guess about two-thirds of the way through the book. Um, I just said, I'm getting concerned that Veronica has introduced too many storylines and that she may have trouble wrapping up. <laughs> Well, and... And she kind of did. We can... So it was a very... Well, so in my opinion, it was a very clean wrap-up. Everyone fell in love and everyone's happy and I hated it. What? Why do you hate it? 
We've discussed this before. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. You're telling me everyone found love in a bookshop? I think the fuck not. <laughs> I feel like 25, 20, no, 20, you are not 25 years old. 23 years. That shit has never happened to me. I've spent tons of time in bookshops. Oh my god. Yeah, but like you didn't own a bookshop. And you know what? There's something to be said about where I live and whatever. Yeah. But There's I don't know. It's just yeah. when things are tied nicely in brown paper bags and blue bows, I get pissed. See, okay, I don't get pissed off about it. I, because if I'm reading a book like this, it's usually because I'm in the mood for it because I've been reading a lot of really heavy stuff, like we've been doing for yeah. the last two months. Like, we read some really heavy stuff, and sometimes it's really nice to be able to sit and say, like, I don't have to think about this. I guess for me, well, you sound like my mother. I, I think for me, the biggest issue, not the biggest issue. Hi, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> what could have been wrapped up in a different way that would have made me feel a little bit differently about the way it ended was June and May. They should not they have, should gotten, not back have gotten back together. First of all, I have so many things. Yes, go. Go! Page 246. Good God, woman, get the fuck over it. Okay? Oh, was this her, like, still, like, if you about him years later? Okay, 40 years later, if you still have a shoebox of your ex's things, go to therapy. Like, yeah. I don't... Are you kidding me? Honey, do that after five years. Do that after two years. I just, like, I don't know, have a big bonfire. I just... What? You're yeah. all... You're like, you're... What? No, when I broke up with, um, one of my exes, like, if... If anytime I would break up with somebody, I would take anything that they gave me and I would give it to my best friend and say, I can't bring myself to get rid of this. Right. But you, you handle it. it. And she, like, I do that for my friend Kaylee. Like she, she's getting married soon. And like, but the last guy that she broke up with years ago had given her like a promise ring. And she was like, I can't get rid of this. Can you handle it? So she gave it to me. And I, I handled that's still, it. That's still, that's her that's, version of taking care of it, though. It's yeah, gotta be taken care of. It's gonna she was just like, I'm gonna keep everything in a nice little shoebox like I'm 12 years old. Well, and the thing was that, like, when it came time for me to do the same thing, I gave my stuff to her. I was like, I can't handle getting rid of this, like, myself. I can't handle throwing it away or putting it in charity or donating it or whatever. I can't handle that. Can you please take care of this for me? And she did. And, like, yeah. that's... I'm, I'm ruthless and don't give a fuck. Yes. So... That shit was gone. Don't cross Jackie. Don't fucking deal. <laughs> you won't get your As shit back. As if I don't have enough evidence to persuade me not to cross Jackie, there's another I don't know, that's not, I have a lot of hangups. That's not one of them. Mm -hmm. We all have our things. Mm -hmm. I have no issue getting rid of your shit. I'm a sentimental person. I don't even like getting rid of my own shit. <laughs> I mean, have you looked around? I'm still not unpacked. I've been in this house for like a month and a half. All right. Finish, finish I, about June I think that June, okay, so when Mick was coming to the bookshop as a special guest, right, to sign his book, and June was like, oh, this is my chance. Fine. Get your revenge. I'm totally about revenge. Go get it, girl. But you end up getting back together with him? I was, like, cheering for her when she was like, fine, walk back to the hotel in the rain. Exactly. Bye. And she, then they got back together. And they were together. Oh. I, was, I feel like that was a loss for feminism. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a very romantic gesture in like, oh, he changed and he's Fine. like a better person and he loves me. How can you know that after 40 years of not speaking? You don't. How can you really know that? You don't. And, and anything, how long were they together to begin with? Like the whole, the entire, just, just the casting of the show or just the production of the show. Which, how long does that take? I, she had months. She had like one small part. It wasn't even a titled part. So like three months max. Yeah. They're not going to take the bar 
bar maid. I was saying your three Scotland month fling is not a, it's not real. Yeah. Get it's, out. Yeah. Yeah. I was You I was, don't know a person after three months. I was really upset that she got back together with him. Like, do your thing, I'm glad you had your win, but I wish you had your win in a different way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I have two random thoughts. I'm ready for your random thoughts before I get more angry. Okay. Because I have other angry things. Um, the first one says, should we talk about how expensive having babies is? Yes! <laughs> because, like, they were talking about, like, oh, we'll manage, we'll manage. I'm having a baby. Like, I'm keeping it. It's not It's so thousands of dollars. It's so much money to have a baby. And well, things are probably different in England where this takes place. Well, and in America, gonna... where we don't have universal health care, it costs thousands. That's so much money. No, there so much money. Uh, <laughs> Jackie's a socialist. Hi. Hello. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. That one, I was just like, I was like, do we want to go here? Do we want to talk about how, like... It's expensive and it shouldn't be. Next. Okay. My, my last random thought yeah. before you go on your angry tirade and then we close out the plot yep. section. Um, do you know what scotch eggs are? I looked them up. Ah, I Did knew it. I know. Like, I knew what they were ahead of time. You knew what you. Yeah. I knew I what they were. I, had to look them up. I, I worked in the Leaky Cauldron. <laughs> plug. Shameless plug. I worked in the Leaky Cauldron at Universal in Orlando for like three years, um, seasonally. But it was like the best job I've ever had because I got to be a wizard every freaking day of my life, and it was awesome. And I got to see all these kids in their robes. Scotch eggs. Scotch eggs. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> so. Um, scotch eggs is one of our menu items. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, there, it's a hard-boiled egg wrapped in sausage and so deep-fried. It's so good. It's so good. So good. I want to go back and... I actually, I so had them in Germany and didn't realize that's what they were. Yeah, they're called scotch eggs. But I was like, I was like, I know what these are. I wonder if Jackie knows what these are. I did have to Google it, but when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. I know what that is. <laughs> that's like me with the... Drain pipes and whatever the <laughs> hell they were. Pants. The other one I were like that one. It was literally pants and loafers. I'm pissed. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's fine. All right, Jackie, go on your angry tirade. Page Ready two seventy one. Marlo was tan with a six pack. Boo! <laughs> Boo! I, I want the stud of the book, right? So Amelia is like the protagonist, they like yeah. of the whole thing, and she like falls in love with Marlo. I just want Marlo to be like, quote. He was light like the white moon on a dark night, belly filled with seven brownies. That's what I want to read. I, I don't, I don't want to read. Belly filled with seven brownies. I don't want to read that the love interest of the star of the book is Tam with a six pack. Great. Next. Uh, <laughs> Unrealistic. All right. Next angry text. Next. Page 296. Hugh talks about his cocaine past. Um... Oh, he's good, right? So this was me where this is the first time Alice was like, um, I heard that you did cocaine. And he, <laughs> and he was like, it's smart of him to own up to half of it because then it gets him off his back. Yeah. Right? Well, he's like, I did it in my past, but I never would here in his Brook Manor. And, and I was like, he's so good, right? Uh-huh. Page 326. I, first of all, if you're going to be a badass, do it right, Okay. So this is when Alice finds the cocaine, and she's like, Ah, I found your cocaine! Right? <laughs> and she gives him an ultimatum, right? She's like, you're going to pay for the whole wedding, and you're going to do this, this, and this. She doesn't do that. Her parents say Okay. 
She lets daddy handle it. So daddy's like, you're going to pay for the whole, we're going to invoice you for the bill. Then he throws the cocaine in the fire. First of all, you hold on to that evidence so you get your money. Keep the cocaine for blackmail. What's wrong with you? Jackie's criminology major is coming out. It's just like, you have to pay <laughs> He could not pay you. And then what? You're going to go to the lawyer and be like, oh, there was cocaine. And the lawyer's like, well, where's the cocaine? And you're like, oh, I burnt it up. And you're like, you have no case. Yeah. Keep the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. All right. <laughs> Uh, 336, again, Mick should not have gotten June, kick him to the curb, boo. And then, on a lighter note, to close out this section, page 337, we got that Harry Potter shout out. Yes! Oh my god, I loved it. I'm glad you wrote that down, because I didn't write it down, but it like made my heart melt a little bit when I read it. Yeah. Um, my last little, little final thoughts, I have like two more thoughts. I had, um, that I was impressed how she kind of managed to tie everything up in like a pretty little bow. And like, I mean, I know that we expected it in a book called how to find love in a bookshop, but like also I, I was very like, like you heard, I was skeptical that she was going to be able to do it and she still did it. And I was impressed. And I expected it to be one person, one love. It was different kinds of love. It was love rekindled. It was forbidden love. It was was brand new love. It was was a lot. And it was very heartwarming and, yeah. And um I think this is my last note, but I think my favorite chapter was actually right before like everything fell apart where like Thomasina was chickened out on talking to Jem and, and um Amelia quit the quartet and Marlo didn't chase after her and then like um when Dylan did not like stopped visiting Alice. And that it was the most hospital. real chapter. It was the most real chapter, and it was like as the reader, you knew what was gonna happen, and you like you have this sense of like this is how it's gonna go, and I can see this, but the characters can't. Right. Yeah. And that was my favorite chapter, and I really really enjoyed that. And like you knew how it was all gonna wrap up, but you didn't know how just yet, and yeah. you were like right on the verge of it, and I just love that. And it's the anticipation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We did it. We did it. We talked about a book. What's next? That was a book, guys. We just... There's, there's we your book. Like, <gasps> um, yeah, okay. Should we talk about our wine? Let's talk about our wine. Um, what are we at? Tannins and Tomes? Tannins and Tomes. Welcome. Right. You, we've, you've made it to Tannins and Tomes. Yes. Hello. Hi. Um, hi. Hi, Chrissy. How are you? I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been drinking rosé. Rosé. Because as you can read on our website... Rosé is for quick reads, brunch reads, um, beach reads, anything you could like knock out in a day that's like cheesy girly book, anything Nicholas Sparks, similar to Nicholas Sparks, um, this very clearly falls into that category. Yeah, it was not hard to discuss this. We were leaving work today and we were going to stop by for, stop by Publix for, uh, for our wine and. And I rolled down my window to look at Jackie, and she rolled down her window in the car next to me, and I said, would you describe this as a book you could read in a day? And she said, absolutely. I said, cool, I'm buying rosé. And it took 27 seconds exactly. Exactly that. And then we rolled up our windows and drove home. Super easy. If you're into that, this is a book for you. Yes. I was into it. I am often into it. Sometimes I'm not. But this week I was. I was surprisingly into it. Yes! I'm so happy. I'm it so it happy. was the cocaine, you guys. <laughs> it was so okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it had some surprising twists and turns, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Veronica. Yes. All right. Good job, Ronnie. Um, 
Okay, so we are drinking Barton and Gustier um, Cote de Provence. And I've had a lot to drink, so that was probably not Listen, that's not embarrassing. You want to how I pronounce it? For all you white folks out there. Oh, no. Barton and Gustier. <laughs> oh, no. Barton and Gustier, Cotes de Provence. <laughs> Um, so it's Grenache, Cinso, and Syrah, um, and I'll read you the back of the bottle. It says, in 1775, thanks to their friend Thomas Jefferson, future president and ambassador in France, Barton and Gustier became the first wine shipper to introduce French wines in the USA. Today, Barton and Gustier continues bringing the best of the French vineyards to the U.S. B&G, your passport to French wine. Um, blooming nose of fresh red fruits and delicate flowers, elegant and fruity palate with a long and pleasant finish. Pa- pairs well with Mediterranean dishes, fish, barbecue, and salads, and best served at 50 degrees Fahrenheit. We're drinking it warmer than that. And it's actually still very good. So, um, also it's 30%, um, not 30. Woohoo! <laughs> it is 13%. Um, Jefferson's coming Anyways, um, Jackie, how would you describe this wine? Bubbly. It's not bubbly. She's lying. No, it's crisp. It's light. It's fruity. It tastes like liquid rose petals. That is a very good way to describe it. A lot of roses don't taste like rose petals. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not going around eating rose petals, but if I was like taking a bath with some rose petals, this yeah. is what that bath water would taste like? That's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> it is not what bath water would taste like with rose petals Lic- in it. I, okay, I maintain my second statement. Liquid rose petals. Liquid rose petals. I agree with that. It's a little sharp when you smell it. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I'm just literally in, like, my nose is all the way in my wine glass. <laughs> hey, I have, a, I have a present. <gasps> a present! Jackie has a present! Okay, okay. Does it have to do with wine? It does. Okay. So I waited for tandem times, and guess what? I didn't spoil it this time. I didn't like. I'm so proud of you. So as you know, I was in Georgia in a cabin, and I accidentally spent like an hour and a half in a bookshop, and I found this, and I got it. <laughs> Guys, it's the Town and Country Wine Companion, a tasting guide, and journal. <gasps> so we can start like writing in the journal. Yeah. So it gives you a guide in the beginning, and then afterwards you can go ahead and write everything down. Chapter one, champagne. Chapter two, white wines. Chapter three, red wines. And then your tasting journal. There's no place for roses on this. We're gonna go count it. Okay. Oh, Syrah. Okay, well, we got one of them in here. So Syrah, though native to France's Rhone Valley, Syrah is planted around the world, notably in Australia and Shiraz. Generally tannic and age-worthy, it tastes of blackberries, pepper smoke, and even a hint of bacon fat. That is not accurate for this wine, sorry. If you want to be wowed by this dark-colored wine type, try nope. Henschke's... This is not accurate. Nope, nope. Um, so there's a couple ways to make rosé. You can either make it by um, mixing red and white, or you can make it by leaving the skins of the red grape in for, like, half of the fermenting process, and then you filter out the red skins, and you let it ferment as a white wine would. Um, so Syrah is a red grape, so I would assume that the way that they made this wine was either um, mixing the red Syrah with um, 
the grenache and the sickle, but, um, God, listen to me. I sound like a snob. Listen, I love it because- Am I a snob? I drink beer, so- Am I a white snob? Out of the two of us, you're the one. Oh my God, I love it. Ah, guys, I get to be a snob about something. <laughs> She's like nerding out. I am. I'm nerd. I've, I've had a lot of nerding out moments this week. Can I read you what we'll be entering into this journal? Yes. Date, occasion, location. Yeah. Couch. Wine name, producer, producer grape varieties, vintage, region, sub-region, or single vineyard, if appropriate. Other notable bottle information. Appearance, aroma, taste, overall impressions, and then you check either unimpressive, good for every day, or special occasion. I would say this is good for every day. Yes, I agree. I would, I would drink this any day. So I'm thinking we can start to fill this out. We'll backlog the other ones and maybe post them on our website. Yes! More content. More content for y'all. Um, all ten of you. All ten of you. We love you for listening. <laughs> you guys are the best. Um, and actually, we've, we've built up a bit of a following on Instagram. We're about to hit 100 followers on Instagram. Yeah. We have somehow broken into the wine... Uh, uh, world community? wine community. I am not complaining on Instagram. Yeah, we've been followed by a bunch of like wineries and stuff. We're hoping to partner with a couple of them. We're going to be start reaching out. Yeah, we're going to start reaching out in April for some hopeful sponsors. Yeah. Um, so make your friends listen to this podcast. Force so them tell to. them that we have hold more their face over the fire. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a Game of Thrones kick. I'm oh, so sorry. God. Um, we didn't really talk about this wine. Is it good? You like it? I like it. I like it. I mean, it's something you can, if you want to chug a wine for whatever reason, you'd want to chug it. This is chuggable. Yeah. I would say that. I would also say that it's not too sweet and it's also not too dry. No. It's pink. It's happy. It's easy. Yeah. I'm not a fan of rosé, but as rosé goes, this is one of the better ones I've had. Mm Mm-hmm. It's easy. And like a lot of rosé for me is too sweet. I don't like a lot of sugar. This one is not, so I appreciate that. Mm Mm-hmm. I prefer dry. I'm getting some like hints of like... Like cherry blossoms and stuff too. Yeah. So it's like, like literally like liquid flowers. Is, yeah, is it's like liquid flowers and wine. like maybe a hint of like red fruits, like strawberries and cherries. Y'all shout it. It's good. Yeah. And it was Bogo. Definitely so. tried out. Yeah, it was a Bogo at Publix. Hashtag so Publix. We're poor. P O O R. All right. So thanks for listening, tuning um, in, catching up, hanging hey, with us. We love you. Drinking with us. Drinking reading with us, with us. Reading with us. Doing the things. Doing the things. Laughing with us, cause or laughing at us, whichever. You Either do. way, as long as you're laughing, <laughs> <laughs> we're having a great time. So. I don't give a shit. <laughs> we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Patreon. Yeah, we are. Read, Read those, those vines. vines. So we will see you next week for some poetry, and then the week after that for some songwriting. Woo! And uh, send us your your poetry. Send us your book suggestions. Mm-hmm. Oh. Tell yeah. me what we're reading for April. Wonder Woman. So our April book, Chrissy, is The Secret History of Wonder Woman by Jill Lepore. Boom. Get it. Read it. Start it now. Yeah, we haven't even bought it yet. But buy it. Get it. Do it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Start reading. Catch us on social media. Email us. Say hey. Say what's up. Sing us your songs. Write us your poetry. See you next time. Yeah. Hello. You're a Harry wizard. Hello. You're a Harry wizard. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so this 
week we are this month. Oh Wait. my god. What? What are our sections again? I don't know. <laughs> Do you have anything to say? Hi mom. That's it. Can somebody tell me how we do this podcast?